0: The Pre W Smith Show with Jeff Sloan, ahead of the Paul W Smith Show at 6 on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. Now, uh, you know, we talk a lot on this show about labor and about work and about the changes and all of that due to the pandemic and now the changing economy and how that's impacting people's jobs and people's experience at work and even what it takes to lead a company successfully these days. And one of the big issues has remained following the pandemic. Do we bring our people back to the office? Most have, of course. Or do we have some sort of hybrid work environment in which people are allowed to work from home? Big decision for companies. Big decision for company leaders. When companies want to bring their people back, what's driving that? May not be so obvious. Let's find out. Aki Ito from Insider.com has the real reason bosses are freaked out by remote work. Aki.
1: Sure. So, you know, CEOs are continuing to push incredibly hard to get their employees back into the office. And, you know, they do have some legitimate reasons for doing this, you know, things like collaboration, things like um, sparking creativity, mentorship. Right.
0: right. Fostering innovation. I think there were some studies done on that, that, you know, people are just more innovative when they can be elbow to elbow and catching each other kind of casually around the office, around the coffee machine, whatever it may be, Right.
1: That's right. Yeah, so they do have some legitimate reasons for for doing this, but when you, you know, kind of listen closely to what the CEOs are saying, at least what the outspoken CEOs are saying, you definitely kind of hear this hint of you know, these like sexist undertones in what they're saying. So, you know, for example, Jamie Dimon has talked about how working from home doesn't work for those who want to hustle. Elon Musk has talked about how he wants employees to commit to an extremely hardcore schedule. You know, in a recent op-ed in the New York Times, Stephen Ratner, who's um, a finance executive, railed against working from home as evidence that America has gone soft. And, And you really hear this from kind of the old white male CEOs of the country that they want to go back to the way things were. But the thing is, the way things were didn't work for so many people in the country, especially for women who had families that they wanted to juggle alongside their jobs.
0: You know, I know this is a delicate issue, but uh, let me ask some tough questions that sometimes people who want to be home want to be home because of things you mentioned out of necessity. For example, if you're a mom taking care of kids and you want to be able to both take care of that as well as do your job, one could ask the obvious question, well, okay, I understand that. But does that cut into your ability to be productive and effective and to get value out of you as a key employee at the company?
1: Yeah, well, I think the, you know, experience of the pandemic really proved that so many more professionals, you know, so many occupations can be done from home than we previously thought. I mean, a lot of these companies that are dragging their employees back into the office really, you know, they made record profits in that first year of the pandemic when everybody was forced to work from home. The thing with working from home is it used to be kind of considered a woman thing, you know, because pretty much only mothers did it because you faced such a big penalty if you asked for these flexible work arrangements. You know, as a result, working from home was really stigmatized. You know, if you asked to work from home even, you know, a day or two a week, you were kind of effectively considered, you know, taken off of the management track. It really put you in this dead-end job. One professor I spoke to called it a feminized ghetto. And the thing that was so amazing about the pandemic was everybody was working from home all of a sudden. It wasn't just mothers. It was old people, young people, men, women, and parents, non-parents. And as a result, you know, working from home stopped being a mother thing it stopped being a woman thing. It became something that uh, so many other people enjoyed too, and it really lost its stigma.
0: Well, I mean, you know, look, you qualified the CEOs who want everyone back at work as, you know, these old traditional white men mandating this, and then it largely being women that are taking the brunt of their demands. And so is this issue as simple as is, is it a sexist issue is that what's going on here or what is this all about
1: i think it's about a lot of things like i said i think you know some of their reasons are legitimate I think, you know, there are other reasons around bosses just wanting to, you know, see their employees every day, which isn't necessarily a sexist thing. I guess that's more of like a control thing, you know, uh, they just want to see butts and seats. But I do think that there is this sexist thing going on, too. For a long time, the way we envisioned the ideal worker in America was based on, you know, these work arrangements that we had from like the 1950s back when women stayed at home so that their husbands could really fully devote themselves to their jobs, men were only able to do that because they had wives who took care of everything else. Women today, you know, they might have these elite jobs, but they don't have wives of their own who they can outsource all of the housework and all of the childcare to. So as a result, it's still incredibly hard for them to balance these jobs These demanding jobs with having a family. And I think the pandemic showed us one way that we could help women and also egalitarian minded men do that. But these CEOs who want to go back to the way things are, who are trying to drag their employees back into the office five days a week, they're making that harder. They're, you know, missing this opportunity to lock in the gains that we accidentally made in the pandemic.
0: Yeah. And I think things are always tougher than they seem on the surface. And then I'll say that both for the women involved in this issue or anybody else, women or male wanting to work at home and and being asked to or forced to work in the office and having to comply in order to keep your job and so on and so on. And yet at the same time, the CEOs, white, male or female, whatever it may be having to make the tough decisions about, do I force people to come in or don't I, you know, it's hard to have it both ways. Do you let some people under certain conditions work from home? And then what are those conditions while others are required to be in the office? You know, and I think it does create cultural problems like that. Sometimes it is an all or nothing kind of circumstance.
1: Well, you, you really don't want to just give certain exceptions to women who want to work from home, let's say because they have young kids, because that gets us back to where we were before the pandemic, you know, this pandemic feminized ghetto that I talked about of the women who were in dead end jobs were working from home and, you know, all the people on the management track were working from the office. So you don't want to create this like two-tier system. A lot of, you know, these banks that are forcing their employees back, they're like, oh yeah, like we're making exceptions for mothers with young kids. But that, you know, stigmatizes flexibility all over again. So you definitely don't want that. You want to offer flexibility to everybody. Yeah. Um, but you're right that it's it's a really difficult issue because people have very different preferences both based on their life circumstances and also their personalities and just kind of what they enjoy and what they don't and where they are in their career as well. And it's really hard for a company to try to satisfy everybody.
0: Yeah, indeed. I think we need a shift in thinking just overall. It's not about punching a time clock. It's really about the quality of work someone provides by being in their employment position and measuring really the value of what you get by the productivity of the employee, he or she, whatever it may be. It's really in the end, it's all about that. If we can put more emphasis on that, then I think that swings the door open to all kinds of possibilities regarding the logistics of how one executes that job and delivers that value. But I think that's a key shift in thinking that needs to happen. Aki Ito, Thank you very much for being on with us. As always, bringing a great insight, intelligence, and timely subject matter to our show. We appreciate you so much. Senior reporter for BusinessInsider.com. Thanks for being on.
1: Thanks so much for having me
0: on. All right. Headed to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.